Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So to make the process easier for you, our listeners, here are some red flags that you should look out for um, that the people in your world are not helping your drinking. Yeah, what were yours, Lucy? Um, well, I think a really obvious one is if you're out and you say to someone, I'm not drinking, mm. if they ask you why. If they recoil in horror. <laughs> yes. And like do the crucifix yes. sign with their fingers. <laughs> And make a hissing sound like you're a vampire. <laughs> throw some garlic yeah. cloves at your face. If they need any kind of answer to that question yeah. and you have to give them an explanation, um, then that's just a massive red flag. It should yeah. You should be okay to say, hey, I'm just not drinking tonight. You don't have to give a reason. Now, again, when I was a big drinker, I would, uh, I would be the one with the crucifix and the garlic and, and everything. Yeah. So, again, no judgment here if no, you're still in that stage. Very hypocritical, we, me and Lucy. I we admit to it. Massively, we have been yeah. these people, so oh, I we was are awful. sorry about that. But yeah, I was awful. Um, and also, you know, people make fun of you for not drinking, and yep. often that is a passive aggressive thing. I can remember telling one of my friends that I'd stopped drinking, and he said, "Well, you won't be much fun to go out with anymore." Mm. Ha ha ha. Mm. Now that was a really unusual response because most of them were really positive. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. People who make the decision hard for you by carrying on drinking in front of you, and that's something we'll get to later on about when you're living with someone who's a big drinker. Mm. Um, you know, by if somebody know if you if you've told somebody that you're struggling with your drinking and they carry on drinking in front of you, that's not somebody who's there to support you. Um, perhaps they don't want to see you um, unless there is drink involved. That's yep. a red flag. And that's going back and sort of switching it around on what we were just saying. Like, I didn't want to go out mm. and see anyone unless we were having a drink. So yep. I was that person. But if drink has to be involved, then, you know, that's a red flag that that person you're hanging out with is is probably not really deep down on the same level as you. Um you know, if you don't have very much in common with someone other than drinking, just strip it back, take the drinking away and then think, what have we got in common, me yeah. and this person? Often people will also express that they feel let down or disappointed that mm. you're not drinking. And, you know, that puts a lot of pressure when you've already yeah. finding it really hard to step up and say, hey, I'm not drinking tonight. And then you've also let down and disappointed the friend that mm. you're going out with. Mm. That makes it exceptionally hard not to drink, and they know that most yeah. of the time. I think that's why I drank a lot of the time was to, because I didn't want... It was more like a... It was almost like an unselfish thing was to me to drink so that everybody else felt comfortable. I'm just realising that now while you're talking. Mm. Like, I drank 
because I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable yes. if I didn't because I wanted them to think I was on the same vibe as them so that they could all relax and have a good time. So sometimes, even though I didn't want to drink when I went out, if I was hungover or anything, I drank yes. because I didn't want to let people down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can remember plenty of times that I would go out and I'd had a massive night the night before, but I was perhaps going out for a girls' lunch or something the following day, for example, at midday, and the last thing I wanted to do was go and the last thing I wanted to do was drink. But I would sit there and force that drink down me because I didn't want to let the people I was with down Yeah, because we'd arranged a boozy lunch. So, you know, that's a red flag. And a particular red flag that comes out to me as well with one of my enablers, a guy that I kind of went out with for um, a few months, and we got on really well. Lovely guy. I can remember we had a massive session of drinking at mine and the following morning he went out onto my balcony at about 11 o'clock in the morning to smoke a joint. Yeah. Now, I don't smoke weed, never have. Absolutely delighted that I don't like it. It's the only thing I don't like. I'm so pleased. There's one (laughs) thing I don't like doing and that's weed. But I remember watching him out there and there was a bottle of red wine on the side and I thought, bugger it, I'm going to have a drink if he's having a joint. Yeah. So 11 o'clock in the morning, I pour myself a red wine and I'm sort of stealing myself for him to turn around and look at me to see what his reaction will be. Yeah. And he did. He turned around, looked at me, and I held up the glass. Yeah, to, cheers. Like, as if to say cheers. And he went, no judgment here. <sighs> well, I kind of fell in love at that moment. I was right. like, I honestly thought, what a great guy. What a oh, non-judgmental no. guy he is. I feel so comfortable with this man. Uh, because he's not judging me. And yet, what was he actually doing? It was oh, not the right thing to be so doing toxic. to a friend. Yeah. I mean, and, and the other way, I mean, I should have said to him, why the fuck are you smoking a joint at 11 in the morning? That is You're not like, the right is, thing to do. This is like him saying, let's do this. Like, yeah. you, I allow Completely you to do that. You allow me to it. do this. Enabling yeah. the situation. And Carte to be blanche, fair, it's called, he, isn't it? Well, it is. Yes, that's mm. right. It's a very posh word around it. Carte very seventies word. That, yeah, it's very seventies. It? Yeah, it's I might a... have a baby sham. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with my carte blanche <laughs> and grog bog <laughs> and grog bog. Yeah, I'll have a cocktail, a grog blog bog, please. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I, I, I think, God, what were we doing to each other? We were actually God. destroying each other yeah. at that time. He didn't realise because I never told him how upset and how, how I was struggling so much with alcohol. So I can't blame him. No. No, it's and not I was doing fault. the same back. But I, somebody to say there's no judgment here it was like the most amazing Free for feeling. Yeah, yeah, I can do this and I'm not being judged. This is wonderful. This is amazing, mm. yeah. Well, I'm judging. I'm here to judge you now. Yes, I get judged on everything, yeah. don't I? Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, um, the people that I, you know, when I realised that people weren't cool about me not drinking was when I started to not get invited to things. <laughs> That's kind of a strong sign that people are finding it hard, isn't it? Because they don't want you there because they mm. don't want the, you know, the, the bloody party pooper there while they're getting stuck in. I mean, it's as simple as that. Why would you want someone there? Who can remember sober person, who, who can remember you, your yeah. behaviour, who can... You know, it's too confronting for people. I remember telling people once, and the way I described their reaction, it's like that recoiling in horror, is uh, people do a disgusted pig face sometimes when I... Tell what them I'm sober. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like I am disgusted with you. Like their nose yeah. turns up and their face screws up and their people just think it's absolutely disgusting. Um, I mean, and also when you say you're sober, of course, people think you're a real alcoholic, which isn't the case at all. I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, but what is a real alcoholic? I mean, there's so many, such a grand scale for these things, isn't there? Um, and also 
when people started telling me I was boring or a fun spoiler, I remember one time being out when I was still a drinker and somebody said to me, oh, stop being a goody two-shoes because I'd only had one glass of wine or something. And I remember him saying it to me and literally grabbing hold of a shot and necking it in front of him to say, look, don't you dare call me a goody two-shoes. This is who I am. I am the drinker. I am the punk in this situation. I am definitely not. And it was the most offensive thing that anyone could say to me. Yes. Goody two shoes. Whereas now, like, I like being a goody two shoes. Yes. Like, for once, it's nice to be that That's person. That's a little bit about growing up as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit of an English term, that one. But yeah, being called that was my <laughs> biggest fear. Goody two shoes. I, I mean, it's up... not exactly the most derogatory thing to be I know. called, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Goody two shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So highly offended by those words. It's actually stuck with you forever. Goody two shoes. (laughs) It's such a weird term, isn't it? He was a real meaner. Yeah. What a bastard. (laughs) Called me everything else, but goody two shoes was the one that I had a problem with. (laughs) So I feel like a dick now saying that. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yeah, good, yeah. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. Yeah. You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny-weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 